0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Answers to the Universe. In this episode, we sit down with my co-worker and director of NFTs and culture, Dominic Carbonaro. Today, we had one of the most successful NFT mints in Avalanche history, Steady. We talk about this and more about the great Avalanche NFT ecosystem and its role in making Avalanche the best layer one blockchain in the entire space. Without further ado, this is... Dominic Carbonaro.
1: The day, January 10th, 2024. Quite an excellent day, I would say, in the uh, Avalanche ecosystem. So today we're talking to a Dominic Carbonaro. You guys you got a promotion recently, didn't you? Dude, the Avex bros are cooking. AVAX yes, bros did. are cooking.
0: The AVAX bros are cooking.
1: That's what's uh, going I did, on.
0: I did get a promotion. So I'm now a director instead of a lead or a head. Or I forget the exact title.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. So director of culture, director of NFTs. NFTs. I think it's NFTs art and culture.
0: I think that's the actual title, but I think okay. that's pretty much just NFTs, right? Cause like yeah.
1: everything, those things kind of encompass inside the, they do inside the vertical. They do. And, uh, earlier today we, uh, the steady mint fucking, that I was kind of electric. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on the, uh, the steady mint? Give me the play by play for those listeners as well.
0: So, uh, for that mint specifically, right? I think maybe let me like I'll just give you my honest thoughts um, because I, I've I've gotten better at this. I've, actually, I've always been pretty good at this. Where um, I might not agree with something, and I'm like, okay, I don't think this is going to work, but it doesn't mean I should say no. Like, kind of you got to step back and let things happen, right? Like, I've been pretty good at this in my in my life, mostly from sports, right? And it happened at a young age when I remember there was one kid I thought. Wasn't going to get a hit, and I was like crying in the dugout as a kid. Like he's not going to get a hit, and then he got a hit, and it's like, oh, like stuff always doesn't work like that. So like, um, there were some things going into the mint I was a little concerned with, um, specifically around like the mint price per t- per NFT. I was like, might be a little steep, uh, and if it's too high, and what happens is there's not enough capital to like backstop it on the secondary market, and then they kind of bleed post post mint. And I was a little worried about that, um, but you know, I was like, you know what. Uh, I feel like these people know what they're doing. I'm just going to let them do what they want. And I think the supply helped too. Like I think having a little bit of a less supply. So I was like, I'm just going to watch it happen. And it was, uh, you know, it was the first mint where really like up until this part, I've had to be like so involved with everything because it's been like trying to get things kickstarted. And Mm -hmm. so there's always been a lot of anxiety. It's like, what if this doesn't mint out? Having to like, you know, so like um, this time I was like, I'm just going to watch this happen. Because I had a good feeling. And it just, you know, minted out super quick, which I think was really cool. I think a lot of people got to experience like that fast mint out experience. Um, it did really well after, after mint on the secondary market. So like, it was really nice to just say like, I'm, I'm going to just step back and not, get, not be involved in this and just let whatever happens, happens and we'll see, you know, and it worked really well. So it's been nice to see like, finally, after all those months of like work to the point where I don't have to be involved anymore, that's and, a very good feeling.
1: And that's how you kind of know that you did your job well. And like, I kind of experienced this on like the social media front too, where I'll have like, I mean, the easiest example is the croc thing, right? It's like, that was something I put a lot of energy behind and it was like a really goofy niche thing that like w- was risky. Like, you know, there's many alternate universes where that was a really dumb idea. But for for some reason, like the stars aligned in this, you know, in, uh, in the- I thought it was time. a dumb idea. Oh, but, and that's kind of like the beauty of it, you know, <laughs> and I, for sure. And I can't, I was like, there, you were- but I'm like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let him do what he
0: wants. It's another good example. Where I'm like, I'm probably wrong here. So I'm just gonna fucking mess it back.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: what you got to kind of have that sometimes. Like, it is what it is. Okay. But yeah, it's it's a good feeling, right? When it finally just kind of runs, does itself. It runs.
1: It's, it runs by itself. And so the croc, like no one even, you know, that that, that was like for a, the 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 early uh, period, maybe early in the, the exponential curve. Like everyone would just tag me. And they saw a croc, they'd be like, oh, this is Avery's thing. And then soon it was just grew way beyond me and the community took it over, which is like how you know it was a success. Like the less involved I have to be, the better I am at my job, which is like a counterintuitive thing. You know what I mean? And I feel, and I kind of seeing that for the NFTs right now. Um, Cause I, you know, I, my job is also trusting my gut feelings and just kind of like trying to feel out whatever the zeitgeist is. And maybe about a month ago, maybe even like three weeks ago, I started getting feelings about NFTs. I was like, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of eyeballs in NFTs, and so then I started getting involved. I saw Steady, you know, I'm, I grew up in Florida, so the art just resonates with me. And then, you know, did did my best to push that, and you know, it's kind of fireworks.
0: I'm excited because I don't think we've ever really had like a like we had obviously NFTs here before, but I don't think it was like proper. And I'm really excited to see what happens at Summit because like we've really had no representation of these communities, and I really think this Summit with. Tokyo, steady. We have a lot of really strong communities now, so I'm really interested to see like 30. the difference in Ferdy, the difference in community presence at these events. And I think people here, especially at Avalanche, will kind of see like why these things are so important and like what they actually do outside of like, okay, are these things going to trade change the way we live? Tradfight? no, but that's not what they are, and there's a reason, and they're very hard to quantify. And I think that can be an issue here sometimes. It's like it's not so black and white. It's not so in an Excel sheet and it's like hard to get. But I think once you see like, I'm expecting at summit, there's going to be a ton of NFT holders showing up for the communities. And so you're like, where did all these people come from? Like, and I think people are going to start to realize like, oh, these are great culture building tools. And they bring people in the door and they're fun. They're very fun things. And so, you know, you mentioned like things running themselves out of like, honestly, I've had like a little bit of an existential crisis, in the last like, couple days. Cause I really, uh, yeah. Cause I knew this mint was going to go, I had a really good feeling that this mint was going to go well. And it's like, I feel like am I needed, to, like, am I needed to do this anymore? Or do I need to do like, I don't, it seems like it's at the point now where it's kind of just doing its thing. Right. Like it's doing its thing. And like, I think if it's like one of those things I was telling myself, like if I turned my computer off and went away for a week, would it change anything like a, a month and a half ago? Absolutely. Now I'm not so sure. And so it's like, it's like how, what do I like almost like, what do I do now? You know, what's next for me? So I'm trying to think about these
1: things. Like from, from my point of view, and I could be wrong. This is me thinking out loud. Like if I was in your position and you've been working your ass off, kind of eating shit for, you know, maybe what, two years now, um, trying to get this ecosystem to go. And it's one of those like slowly than all at once kind of things. If I were you, I'd zoom out, you know, I would start thinking, okay, so what is, So right now we have a blip, but just like everything in life, you know, nothing lasts forever. How do we start planting some seeds to like make these like truly, truly last a while? Because you've you've gotten the fire there for sure. It's tough, especially in NFTs, it's tough. But I do feel like there's that spark.
0: And now, you know, we have good incentive programs. I have some more things I'm rolling out. But what I mean by that is it's like it's been a very long it's been over it's been a very long time of preparation yeah. for like these moments and now it's kind of happening and it's like um it's like you know there's a playbook and i already know what's next but and so it's like i feel like the work in terms of like the, the the blood sweat and tears is done and it's like with like a business right when you start a business yeah. the first years are really really hard and after that they kind of like you work less and you end up making more money very off, strangely and you're like why is this happening so yeah. i feel like that's where the nfts right now where it's like the ball's going and now it's like just continue to execute but the the stress the like all that kind of stuff is now like going away so maybe that's just a thing where it's like it just feels weird right because like i'm so used to a different environment but i am looking at things okay like this is now kind of running itself so now like what else can i start to do and i got to just kind of do some soul searching on like what's the next thing for the nft stuff i think i have a good idea and i got some stuff planned um but yeah we could talk about some of the cool stuff we have coming i don't i don't i do i I, want to drop some alpha.
1: I want to I um, go back in time real quick because you mentioned that you said you've kind of like you've gotten used to the playbook of, you know, kind of getting stuff going. Um, I want to talk through Dokyo because I feel like that's our flagship product, right? That's our flagship NFT in the entire ecosystem. That's what is on the charts. That's what's kind of gotten people to take us seriously. Um, I know you were involved in that. What was kind of the journey?
0: That started in February of last year. So I knew, like, when we were... I mean, it even starts before that. So when I started here, the, the PF... that was 2022, I think. Uh, so, yeah, 2022 in June. The PFP market was very saturated. So floor prices were still really up. Volumes were really high. We had no presence. And I mean no presence. We had no projects, no market. We had nothing. Um, and it was going to be really hard for us to ever gain market share without spending an asinine amount of money. Just because, like... If people are making thousands of dollars, like you have to make, you have to give more to entice the market to move. And at that point, the broader crypto market was kind of like in a full meltdown state. So, like, it was not the most popular decision. But this idea that like we were ever going to make headway in 2022 was, I mean, not going to happen. You had saturated markets. You had Celsius, Voyager, Three Arrows Capital, FTX. It was just too much death and collapse and you know negativeness. And so really the, idea, the ideal time to make like to actually pull in users for a PFP market, which is, you know, highly speculative and highly like trader focused yep. and like, you can't do that in a market where the price is going down. It doesn't make sense. So like we needed to do something to stay relevant. So like, Hey, we're doing stuff in NFTs, but much more low stakes, much more low spend. And we did sense for that. Like it's good. We serviced our community. We helped our Like we stayed relevant to the point where now it's like, okay, here's the sweet spot. Now we should start to attack. And like, Early of this year, I kind of, early of 2023, I kind of knew like markets are going to probably bottom over the summer. And then like going into October, November, Q4, things will start, hopefully start to get better. You can never time it, but like this is probably when we want to start to like layer in incentives when the market's going to be yeah. rebounding. And like mm-hmm. there's historical crypto memes like Pumptober and sell in May, walk away. Like <laughs> these things, like they exist for a reason because there's years and years and years of experience. So it's like, okay, this is what we should do. But like with that, it's like, okay, creating an incentive program, there were good models for them. We wanted to do some tweaks, but it was like you need a flagship product with a founder who understands the space, but hasn't built anything yet. Because like having someone like drop a secondary collection, those things never resonate, and you'll never have like a unique identity. So you needed a flagship product with a founder that understood it. You needed a marketplace, and you needed an incentive program. So like, we I had to go and find those things, and like it wasn't easy. It took a lot of time, and like found Brando worked getting that to market. At the time, our community was like. Not happy with anything, yeah. so like that mint was like heavily flooded, and I think the price of Avalanche was eight dollars. I mean, when you talk about like literally the worst time ever to mint something, it was then. And so, like, but yeah, I kind of knew like you need a flagship product, you need a marketplace, you need a proper incentive program, and if you start doing that, the ball will naturally get rolling. And I think this mint was a very good example of that kind of yeah. juice starting.
1: Yeah, the the, the stars absolutely aligned. And it was important because Hyperspace uh, Season 2 rewards came out. So that just threw a bunch of liquidity. People got a little drunk. And by that, I mean like excited to participate. Um, and also like the art is unique. And that's kind of my perspective of these things is like, I don't have any interest in like, uh, I don't know, like something that is that could be compared to something else. You know, it's like, oh, that's just like, you're trying to be like Bordet. If you're trying to be like pudgy penguins, it's like, you have to make your own lane. If you want to really have real true upside. And Dokio was like, has there been like a clever, like Japanese inspired mask collection? I've never seen it. It felt unique. It felt like nothing's in the market. And that's kind of what I saw with Steady is like, I've never seen anything like this. Maybe, I mean, there were a jillion stuff in 2021, but it felt like this would have its own lane. And just for that reason, you would get build yourself in a community of people who just resonate with the art, and that's, in my opinion, truly what gives something legs in the long term. Isn't the you know although speculation is a part of it, it always is. But you have to like get people who are willing to hold it through anything, right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, and so like the whole utilities and meme thing is actually a, a. truth in my opinion. What ends up happening is as markets start to speculate and prices go up, we have to start justifying the speculation. And so then people Mm want to layer in reasons for why something should be priced. Well, what's your utility? That's what ends up happening. And in reality, these pictures are just a claim on a group. That's all they are. And the stronger the group is, and the more dedicated the group is, usually the stronger the price performs. And then people start asking for X, Y, and Z later. Like, we, I saw this with Cool Cats, actually, which I thought was kind of a shame. Is like, I've gotten a chance to meet that team. We met them in Miami, and I really like them. But when you talk to them, they're just, like, really cool people that just like making cool art. And that's what it was. And then people force these people into, like, you need utility. You need a gate. It's like, you got to end up doing all these things. And it's like, sometimes it's, you know, like, I met Kalon. He's just a really cool guy. He likes Pokemon cards. He makes cool yeah. art. And he's really nice. And it's like, I don't, sometimes I, I think that that's, it's okay. But that's all they are. You don't need this roadmap. No, you don't, it's nonsense. And this is what I was trying to tell people in our community: is like these roadmap things are—they're not a predicator for like if something's going to be successful,
1: because they never make any sense. They're jpegs. No. <laughs> they they're n- pictures. I've never seen something that ma- like even like the closest thing I've seen is games, and I think and I, and I like the way Pudgy Penguins is approaching it, where they're just using the games the same way Shrek has a video game. They have toys the same way Shrek has a toys. It's just a way to build brand you know? Yeah. That's it's it. Not, it's not, the product. It's a way to build brand.
0: Yes. And that's okay. And that's what I actually like about Steady is I think it's very unique in yeah. that like the market they're trying to address. Like I can clearly see who it is. Like me. when it's I think it's like, me. <laughs> it's like also it's like, a like it's a 35 year old dad who likes to barbecue on the weekends, maybe play some cornhole, likes yep. listening to like eighties rock music. Yep. You know, like I, I cream, see maybe. It. Yeah. It's fun. Right. And like, that's what it is. So like, even Parker was joking, right? Like if they held a barbecue at summit, that would be hilarious. Epic. So like, and that's the stuff I hope to see from these things.
1: I I really do. I really do. And like, I've, I've, you know, I've spoken to mango a good bit. We get along really well. I, I, I think like we're, we're already, you know, he's already shooting me ideas and thinking about, okay, what's the next step, you know? Like even like before the mint was happening, he was like, "Okay, so like, how can we uh, like keep this going further, or like, how can we not overhype ourselves today so that we can have some legs for later?" Which is kind of like a green flag, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and he's also has some Web three experience, which is good.
1: Yeah, when he's you- very NFT native. Very good. Very <laughs> NFT. Native. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited. I think
0: our ecosystem is growing. There's some more things I'm going to okay. layer in that are that are fun. Um, the so maybe- coming up. Well, yeah, that's a mint, but like some more incentive type stuff. That's fun.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's going to be exciting. I'm Should gonna, we talk uh, about it? When are you yeah. going to release this? Might I might release it tonight, I'll be honest. Ooh, okay. Or like, or if you're going to talk about some. I don't know. When are you, you going to talk about this stuff? When can you?
0: I mean, I think we can leak it now. We're going to do like a formal announcement. It's literally, it's too big you're the because, one that's going to secret prove
1: it. Like, this is your job, you know? <laughs> you're the director right here. Do we do it? I think we do. I think we do. Okay. Because it's not like my show is massive, right? It's like we get a, think we we get a few like AVEX people who are just going to hit the group chats with it.
0: So this is what I got planned. So a lot of people know we have Ludify coming up. Ludify mm-hmm. is a really great product built by some amazing developers. I've already seen the product. It's great. And it's going to be launching here very soon. What is it? It's called Ludify. What does it do? So this is, this is what it's going to do. So, as people know, through our previous, uh, through our previous uh, initiatives, via like the Mona Lisa collection, where you know, we purchase NFTs out of the ecosystem, Ludify is a loot box experience. So, very much similar to like Counter Strike Go skins. What we're going to do on a consistent basis is we're going to purchase NFTs out of the ecosystem and we're going to give them to Ludify. Ludify is going to mint keys, and those keys are going to be given out to a variety of things. Your rank on NFT Inspect, if you're on the Avalanche, if you have an Avalanche PFP, you can rank on the Inspect leaderboard. That will determine how many keys you get. If you're uh, a PFP community, we'll give you keys and you can determine how you distribute those to your community. You can then use those keys to open these loot boxes and get NFTs. And then what you want to do with those NFTs is totally up to you. They're all for points. So you could probably sell them on the market. You can keep them and join a new community. Um, but it's, And we can do this with anything. So I can take a DeFi protocol like, Joe, like uh, Trader Joe. Say, here, here's 20 keys to give out to maybe your top 20 LPs. And I want to use ludify as kind of like a reward center to bring in our larger base and bring them back. It also helps with our incentive program because we're going to be purchasing these NFTs. And there's going to be like, you know, Grail NFTs in there, like maybe a one-of-one steady for the week or something like this. Um, but eventually, like I want to move this into real-world asset stuff. So like, would you buy a key if there was like a, imagine if there was like a a, a loot box next week with a hundred thousand Pokemon cards and maybe a few rare boxes and you could buy these keys and in there, there's an, you can open it up. Maybe you get a 10 cent Pokemon card. Maybe you get a $2,000 box. Is this a cool way to bring real world assets to crypto users? So like, this is something I want to explore over the next like couple months.
1: I love that. So it's, it's, it's a way to facilitate, just like community. That's what exactly. it's like. In a fun in a fun way where the market it likes it. And yeah. people like it. And because first when you said loot boxes, I was like, oh, is this going to be kind of like a a raffler type thing? But no, this seems like it's just like a way, like a great distribution channel. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I and like- so,
0: you know, it increases liquidity in the ecosystem. Whether it's buying, it gives people NFTs. It gets, there's a lot more I want to do too, with like how we determine who gets keys. There's fun things we can do. Um, but it's also a fun experience. Like, people like to film themselves opening loot boxes. So like I expect to see a lot of content from this, like people going through the opening experience, winning an NFT, joining a community, selling it. If you want the money, what if you can trade these keys? Yeah. Can keys be tradable on a secondary market? What people speculate on uh, keys. If you look at the, you know, there's 25 prizes left. One of them is really nice. There's 25 keys. You can have secondary markets for these things. So there's a lot of, really fun things we can do and it can again just be used as like a distribution for like rewards or incentives or whatever you want to do to reward your community you can use Ludi as that as that flagpole
1: one thing I like about this and this is something I think a lot about now that I'm kind of my job's becoming more um like social media marketing for crypto natives and the way I think about that is what I call group chat marketing and essentially like the number one goal in any project for any reason in crypto is how do I become the conversation in group chats that I'm not in? Essentially like for Ludify, right? For Ludify, it would basically be, if you give it to the top community holders by, by default, the top community holders are in a ton of these private group chats. And whenever you get something cool, maybe they'll pull a one-on-one steady. You're guaranteed that they're going to hit the back channels. and, And then, you know, it's just a straight up network effect. Like, just picture that in your mind. So, oh, this thing, this person doesn't screenshots this group chat, puts it over there, puts it over there. And so that's kind of like the uh, the holy grail of... Uh, and,
0: and NFT inspects leaderboard is based off your social reach. And you're only going to get keys yeah. if you're on Avalanche's NFT inspect leaderboard. Well, the only way to get on my leaderboard is to wear an Avalanche NFT. So actually being an influencer is worth money, but you're going to have to use an Avalanche PFP.
1: And this you is to a good thing, too, now that we've, we have good collections that like high-profile people actually want to use as NFTs. And so
0: you could have someone who's ranked high on Inspect just swap to an Avalanche NFT, and guess what? They're going to get keys and make free money every, every few weeks. You don't have to if you don't want to. This is a big way of doing incentives, yeah. which I think a lot of chains make mistakes on. Are You can never force users to do something. You just have to provide rewards and incentives that benefit them but also benefit you and make it optional. You don't have to. You do not have to change your PFD. You can stay where you're at, but you're not going to get a fun, rewarding experience for it. You will
1: hear. And exactly. we'll see how that works. And it's also, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just picturing the screenshots all over Twitter. So I really hope the animate, like you should, like in, in my mind, like, you know, I, I hope they're spending a lot of time making sure that opening animation is like really cool. Cause that's going to be 50% of it. It's just very cool.
0: Reaction. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen it. I, I looked at the whole product demo. Of, oh yeah. So, you know, I expect like we're gonna when we do this. Like, I, I hope people make like videos of themselves opening these things. Yeah. You know, some are gonna be like NFTs that are maybe worth like point five AVAX or one AVAX. Still, that's fifteen thirty bucks just for existing in the world. Some are gonna be really more expensive. So, like, there's a range, and you know, at the end of the day, it's it's free to users. But yeah. I can see a lot of really fun, amazing content, and I like, think that's what you want. If you want a happy, if you want a good ecosystem, you need people having fun, having fun experiences. That's what that's what wins. And that's what I think a lot of really strong ecosystems have are they have that. And so
1: I think this will promote that. And I'm kind of seeing that's the direction that like the Avalanche ecosystem as a whole is going. Because when I think back to like 2021, early 2022, when maybe you could argue we were, you know, top three, as far as narrative goes, it was pretty much all DeFi, right? We had a few NFT projects here and there, but it was kind of all DeFi. And the problem with DeFi And this isn't anything against it, but just like inherently is that it attracts traders and traders inherently will always go to the next best thing. But I think NFTs are unique in a little bit of way because there's a subsection of NFT traders who don't or NFT users who aren't just trying to flip that genuinely just enjoy it. And if you genuinely just enjoy it, like you're going to be more sticky.
0: Yeah. Okay. And the big difference is, is the it's like in, in intrinsic differences between an, an NFT participant and a DeFi participant. So what I mean by that is like uh, if I'm doing well in DeFi, like let's say I have a very profitable strategy where I'm getting a lot of yield, I'm incentivized not to tell you. Because yeah. if I tell you, you're going to copy my strategy and you're going to dilute my yield. Well, Whereas well, in the well, opposite we, in perspective yep. for NFTs, the only way I can make money in NFTs is by banding together and tell everyone how amazing it is so you can t- so you come in and buy it. So there's a difference. There's like a lone wolf mentality versus a group mentality. And this is the real big difference between an NFT user and a DeFi user. This is why I think NFTs have such higher user retention. It's like you stay because of the friends you make, not because of the money you make. Like money is a big part of it, but you also make friends and then you don't leave. And now that's your identity and you have a group, right? And so like, I think that's something we really lacked before. And why yeah. we didn't have as strong as user retention as we should have. But I'm very hopeful that we'll see a difference now. And I think you're starting to see it. Like I'm seeing much higher participation now than I was before. Now the question is, how do we get these people cultivated and get them to stay? Yeah. That's something maybe I just actually thought of. Maybe that'll be the thing I try to work on the most.
1: Retention. And that's and that's zooming out, you know. And I mean, an easy way, you know, there's, there's many different angles to it. And what I like about the current uh, Avalanche ecosystem is we have like to, like multiple nfts that cater to different people right you have right the uh dokios which cater to people who like anime a little more of an eastern culture but people all over like them right steady is kind of the exact opposite right it, instead of uh like you know um anime art it's literally like archer art or you know king of the hill kind of art. So it's it's, it's kind of like east versus west. So we have like two very different cultures coming together. So it doesn't matter what you're into, you have something to pick. And with uh, Dokaibe, right? Dokaibe coming up, South another market. So as much diversity as we can have in the Avalanche ecosystem, like the better chances we have of making sticky.
0: And I want to see some small fun mints. I want to see some mints that are like 500 NFTs, 0.2 AVAX, that are just like Fun. Who knows how long they last? You're buying it because like you could put two AVAX into it and get 10 of them. Like maybe they go to 10 AVAX. Maybe they go to yeah. nothing. Like it's just fun. Like there's a side of the NFTs of the NFT trading that we don't have that yet. We, it's a good thing. We get a lot of like legitimate projects, which I like, but there's also like these like really low supply fun ones. And then you end up actually they end up like a few end up sticking and then they grow into bigger ones. So like that's something I want to work on too. Are like, you Know what are some like lower supply, just like fun mints? Like, if you imagine if you someone did like uh, like someone um, I don't know, did like a a mint of like 500 goons and they're just yeah. like funny versions of him, and it's just for fun, like you know, like I think a good example of this was on ETH when they did the uh, what was that mint? It was like they were all gremlins and they were all in those spaces making those mm-hmm. noises. Uh, Yes, great example. Like, what was that? It was just like yeah. 10 goblin, right? And, but it was really fun and it ended up growing. Like, I I, I think we're going to start to see more of those things, which are, it's, like, it's a healthy sign. You want more people trying to, like, launch more content.
1: Yeah. And they all may not mint out. That's okay. You know. And we, we sort of saw that with Pepe Portraits a little bit. And good that, example. And then AVAX bots were the uh, the bot one that came out. Forget. But that was low supply. The spot seeing, pop,
0: That's been yeah. out... For over like two years, really? Yeah,
1: I it just know, got I minted. Did. It got minted. Was it new. was a
0: point one five mint, so people minted it out and then sent it to two two avaps. Great, a lot right. of trading happening there. People are making money, and I think cool. that's a thing that like the NFT side has that that the mean the NFT side doesn't have that the meme coins have had. And yeah. there's a lot of crossover. Is like people yeah. are minting and people are buying meme coins because there's the anticipation that they could go up. Whereas in Avalanche, there's a lot of PTSD that you mint something and it goes down in price. But since Woofie, Tokyo steady things have gone up after mint. So there's a psychological component that our market has a lot of really deep scarring on to where like I buy things and they go down, and that's it's very hard to overcome that. But I think you're kind of starting to see a little bit of a change. Like that minted out very fast today, and I think it's a lot of people are like, "What just like what happened?" Right? Like we were there was a time in avalanche you couldn't mint over one avax like uh, over $10 for an NFT was like crazy. We're minting out four or 500 K yeah. in minutes now. So there's a, there's a mental shift that I think people are starting to make, which is healthy.
1: Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And with, uh and yeah, the, the five AVAX mint was kind of, it, it scared a lot of people. I personally was really confident just cause I, like I, I really went into the chats with this one. You know, I talked about group chat marketing, you know, I was really being about it. I was going to all the back channels with like the friendships I made in stars arena, like the gaming chats, all this sort of stuff. And I, and I I got like people on board um, who genuinely liked the art as I did myself, which made it easy to send around to people. Um, And I knew that they had liquidity. So it was like, it, it was good. And the collection size was low, you know, just like with a Dokio, each, each one was, was hand traded, you know? And so I, I think after the minute it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. And I and I really hope this starts uh, a trend in that we attract some of like the builders on Solana. We attract some of the builders on ETH who may not see the action they need. And, you know, you have to do even less work.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also want to see some new types of assets pop up. Like um, I think what's interesting about other ecosystems is more like they don't have to work for it as much because they have like network effects and I think we're getting there. But like, uh, like Solana has that game, the heist, right? I don't know what it's doing now, but like, some of these like NFTs and they're minted into this like on-chain game in a fun way. Uh, like I think we have one with like DCG. Like those things seem to even resonate pretty well with our community too because there's a really big crossover between like wanting tokens and DeFi. So like yeah. I- I'm hopeful like we can see some of those pop up because I think that appeals to a different part of the market and then like really fill out this like what does it
1: mean to have NFTs? Honestly, like that's actually a really, really good point. I've never thought about that. Because what did we have before the uh, NFT narrative on Avalanche? It was the gaming on Avalanche narrative. And the timing was kind of unfortunate with the gaming on Avalanche narrative just because our games are going to be live this quarter, not last quarter. And so it was all just like talk about what's going to be, which is very c- classic crypto. That's in true crypto fashion. Um, but I, I mean, that honestly could be some really, really great synergy. Um, I, I really hope that. I really hope that. I mean, look at
0: some of the things, you have, know, Krabato dfk granted these things maybe didn't end up the best but users had a lot of fun and it was active and so like and and also like that narrative and model has changed a little you don't always have to make it like the way it was and so um you know i'm interested to see if someone here can start trying things like this like on-chain games in a way
1: because we do we do have that uh the hackathon that was just announced today what was it called for the social apps I'm not exactly sure like I don't know if it's for the
0: social fi apps let me let me clarify but um yeah let me I don't know
1: what it was called let me look I just saw a tweet I retweeted it and I got to, yeah, same some, decentralized consumer apps yep this I mean that could be a perfect fit right yeah i wonder if there is there is like a track for uh for maybe something like that um but yeah that's a great point man That's a great point. I
0: I had someone apply. I'll send it to you after this. Uh, Yeah.
1: You can take a look. It's pretty cool. What they're doing is pretty cool. That's dope, man. That's dope. And uh, I also kind of uh, want to talk about has your philosophy changed on like over the course of you being, uh, you know, looking over the culture at Avalanche? Has your has your perspective or like how you define an NFT or how you define trading JPEGs, has that changed over time?
0: Um, I think it has in that like I think some things have, some things haven't. Like I think what has changed to me is that like not everything needs to have this like robust crazy roadmap and and needs to have like some Thing like some things can just be fun and for fun's sake and good branding and like a good time and that's okay. I think that's the biggest thing that's that's probably changed for me. Um, I will say that like just like anything, right? That that's a, that's a part of the market and like you do need PFP projects that understand like I may not always make money from royalties. I need to create sustainable revenue streams in some way so I can continue to to build this thing and like that's still definitely a concern. And you should have projects that are addressing this, but like, it doesn't all have to be like that. And I think that sometimes is something that's something I've learned. It's like, there's a, uh, it's like the range of like, there's a famous quote, like the range of uncertainty is uncertain, right? The the range of like PFP, how they fit into the market is also uncertain. There's a vast range of these things and they all don't have to just be one thing. So I would say that's probably the, bi- the biggest way I've, I've looked at it uh, over time.
1: Yeah, and I I, I kind of relate with that with my own job. Um, obviously, like you're on you 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 have your finger on the pulse of, you know, NFT Twitter. What are some lessons you've learned from other projects? Like you've seen them do that? Maybe you thought was a good idea at the time, but then it flopped, or maybe maybe uh something that like surprised you of just like being on the sidelines of seeing how maybe hmm. Pudgy Penguins operates, or D Gods operates, or even Moonbirds operates. So I would say the, the very first thing I've learned is the market is very quick to forgive
0: delays. They are not quick to forgive fuck-ups. And so if you're in the point between I'm getting pushed into doing something and I need to do it now, but I, need, I could wait a few weeks and actually deliver it properly, the answer is always to wait. Because the, the, the pain of people being mad at you for not delivering now will go away if you deliver properly. That's the first thing I for sure have learned. And I tell people the second thing I've learned, which people always don't agree with me on. And I got a lot of flack for was like, as a project, you should absolutely diversify your treasury and avoid risk and secure your runways. And like, just because you sold AVAX at $10 and it went to 30, you can't, you, you that's not who cares. Your job is to your job is to have a vision, understand what it's going to take to get to that vision and secure your runway at all costs. And then after that, go ahead and do whatever you want. Um, and that's not always like you know, people make jokes about that. Like, oh well, you it's like I don't care what you have to say. And I, I learned that one because I've watched projects not do that. And like
1: so many projects did that this you know and then they lose
0: their treasury and then they're they're forced into doing weird things that like go into another chain for a paycheck. <clears throat> yeah, right? Yep. So you don't want to fall into that bucket. So like those are that's another thing. A third thing would be like. Secondary collections, people say they're quote-unquote dilutive. I don't... And I think that's nonsense. If you're a PFP project, you're in the business of making NFTs, the pictures. That's your product. It's okay for that to be a product. You need to make sure that whatever else you launch is cohesive to your like strategy and idea and is understood by your community and makes like good sense on why you're doing it. But it's not a bad thing to launch another PFP. Just don't do what Azuki's did and make it look the exact same as the other one. There needs to be some reasoning, right? Like like a good example would be like for Steady. It has a very much of a dad vibe. And I, I haven't seen all that. NFTs, but a lot of them may be like daddy. Your secondary collection can maybe be like a kid. And it's like the child to the dad. And it's a part of your story. That makes sense to me. And people... The market generally is okay with that. And there's a way I think to do them. And a way I'm interested in doing them is like with subnets. So like launching secondary collections into subnets. Because PFPs are really a claim on community. And what do dApps need the most? They need users. And so like you know, we have movement going live and that's going to be a move subnet. Is there an opportunity for you to like launch a secondary collection and to move? And like, what do those assets look like with teleporter? Can you move them between different things? And it's like, you know, like those are interesting things I'm thinking of over the next like six months to a year. Do we have like, like you see a lot happening in the Atom ecosystem where you have like Say and all these things popping up. Do we have something similar happen in the Avalanche ecosystem? And if it is, they, people want users and a claim on communities. Well, who has the best of that? NFTs. So is there a way for that to work Mm. in some capacity? Where you like the steadies go on a on a on a car ride, right? And like now they're hopping in some like 1970s, like old school national lampoons wagon, and you're driving across teleporter and you land in this new town and now you have a family. Like these are interesting ways I think you could do it. And like basically bring your community into another thing that maybe has high upside opportunity. So it's not dilutive, it's more of like an expansion.
1: That's great. I've I've never honestly thought that there was much synergy with NFTs and subnets, but that's actually a fantastic point. Um, subnets need users. If subnets need users, and NFTs are a catalyst. They have people. That's a good. You couldn't summon them. Did you think about that just now, or did you have that thought before? I've had this thought since February of
0: 2023, <laughs> and I'm planning for that exact thing subnets want to launch, they're more than welcome to. A lot of them have native tokens and there's a very clear recipe for how you can subsidize a good NFT
1: economy. And you want users to try out your dApps. Interesting. Interesting. Is that, is is that, is that the most clear uh, path forward with how NFTs work with subnets or have you thought of any other options?
0: So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Like I think with the different types of virtual machines, you get different abilities. Like, like, with Move, there's way, you do way different things with NFTs than you can on the on EVM. So like, not only that, but like, there might be different technical primitives you can explore with like, that are just not possible on the EVM. And so like, I think that's interesting. But I think more so over anything, NFTs are a claim on community and users. And as they go up, those community members tend to have money. And everyone in crypto wants what? Users with liquidity. And that becomes valuable. And so when you can make holding that NFT valuable as part of a community because it's like basically like this passport into every new subnet that opens up, those become exponentially more valuable. And like everyone kind of wins in a way. Like could 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 a new subnet do a retroactive airdrop to NFT holders? Why not? You could just bridge them via teleporter. There's a lot of cool things you can do, and you instantly know you're gonna get users on your chain trying things. That's a good thing. And then how does that work with the C chain? Like these are all things I'm wanting to like very much explore. I just, I think we're, we're really close on the tech side to being able to actually like deliver on these things. Right.
1: Dude, I know I've, I've been, I've been waiting for teleporter so much. Cause like we've been pitching the uh, multi chain, but feels as one for so long. Um, and that like it, and people are, you know, all, 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 there's so many, and it's, it's tough because you want to have this done before the bull market. Cause when the bull market happens, there's just noise, you know, the, the tech arguments kind of dilute out. And you just you know, the timelines just like one 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 moon moon transfer transfer transfer, um, but I think that like if this gets out by the uh, you know within the next few weeks and some of these stuff actually get gets developed and and that can happen, I mean we're in a fantastic position because I've said this a thousand times and you you know you know this as well like the best way to communicate or to communicate the best way to compete I think as far as ecosystems is you have to have something on your chain that offers an experience that you can't have anywhere else. And that is up to interpretation. And one of those things is, you know, all the stuff you just talked about with um with subnets. And I don't think anybody else has that. I mean, maybe you could do that on Cosmos, but Cosmos doesn't have a C chain. They don't have as far as I know, they don't really have an NFT ecosystem. And say isn't gonna wanna you know, spread the love to any other nets because they're, they're kind of treating them, themselves as, you know, uh, singular chain scaling. Um, so that's, that's an incredible advantage I can kind of see us having the next few months.
0: We just got to, yeah, what's the easiest way, man? Yeah. <laughs> so this is how I think of it, right? It's like, and it all kind of pulls together cohesively. So I don't know, I'm excited. We'll see. Once we get some of these VMs start popping up, I think it's going to be a really good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. The games are going to be huge. Um, Steady's exciting. What? So what, what do you kind of see? How does the next month play out? I know you said that you, um, you know, you've been busting your ass to get us to the place that, that we are today, but stuff's kind of running on its own a little bit. How do you kind of see the next month going?
0: Well, we have our rewards payout coming, I think, on the 24th to the 25th. I'd have to check somewhere in there. We have another mint. So I just, you know, we can keep this cadence for some time. (laughs) So I perceive more rewards, more mints, you know, continuing on that. Um, And that's what I meant by kind of like that's going to run itself for the next several months. I don't, you know, it's dialed in now. It was really hard at the first time. Like, how do you reward users? How do you stop syllabi attacks? How do we create rewards, incentive programs, incentive systems that don't just like create perpetual wash trading? Like, there was a lot. A lot that went into that. Now it's like, I got all that pretty much dotted and crossed. So now it's like, let that run through. I think the next step really to make the ecosystem go way bigger is you have to, just like all markets, you can only get so far on spot. You have to introduce some form of leverage. So I think lending markets are going to be very important for us. Something I want to get to market very soon. This is just for the NF, like PFP stuff. Um, And Ludify. So we'll incorporate all that. And that's going to run for several months. So like, that's, that's good. Uh, And I already got all that all planned out. So now it's just like, just press play and kind of, you know, watch the, the the people play. It's like that's what it feels like now. Awesome. Um, so now it's like okay, like these are obviously as you know more speculative markets, and it's like how do we take these users who are having fun, but also also provide them with things that are like a little more stable in a sense that like it's just it's 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 consistent markets. And what I mean by that is like I think of, I think of everything as used. Maybe this is to my detriment, and it's just maybe how I came up in crypto. I was like I think of everything as a user first, and like what I see most crypto users do is they come somewhere, they make money, and then they either keep the money in that ecosystem or they take the money, they put it in their bank account, or they put it on an exchange, they sell it, put it in their bank account, and they buy something. Why can't I just let them buy something on chain? That's true. Why do I have to go through all of those hoops to buy a watch? It's ridiculous. How many crypto people buy watches with their money? How many buy sneakers? How many buy Pokemon cards? How many buy wine? Why do I have to do all? Why do I have to go to an exchange, sell it, wait for it to transfer my bank account, then buy it then get it? Why? Why can't if I just, let's say minted two steadies and I minted them for five and I just sold them for 14 and I made, you know, what is that? 18 AVAX, which is like a couple hundred bucks. Why can't I just go buy a pair of Nikes and click them and send them to my door, in my wallet?
1: Is that where and those in?
0: Those are more sustainable markets, right? Like sneakers don't just like go down 90% in a day. Watches don't crater like that. And so like, I think there's a good... But I think that's been the biggest gap is everyone talks about real-world assets and bringing stuff on chain. Look, she's my French. No one gives a fuck about T-bills or tokenized real estate. People don't care about that stuff. Users, crypto users don't care about tokenized real estate. They don't care about sophisticated financial products. They don't care. That's not where they spend their money. They spend their money on watches. They spend their money on sneakers. They spend their money on high-end fashion. They spend their money on cars. They spend their money on wine. So why not just tokenize these assets and let those people buy those things? That to me has always made the most sense, but they're more sustainable markets. So like, yeah, it's like I made, let's say 20 grand. Let's say hypothetically, I flipped an NFT and made 20 grand. Why wouldn't I just go buy an $18,000 watch? It's not going to move in price. Maybe it goes up in price. And then now I can trade that market. It's like there's, and people do that anyways. They diversify risk by taking money out of crypto to buy these luxury assets. Like just give them those on chain. And make it very seamless and easy for
1: them and so is this i, I think we're kind of hinting showing our hand of like part of the grander strategy of all this stuff because we have minus swap, which is coming on chain, and i think there's probably a lot of stuff on the back end that answers all the a lot of the other questions there too
0: sneakers watches high-end fashion um trading cards specifically pokemon cards these are all things that are very much in line with like what who are the people, and what do they want to buy? Give them the product. It's that easy. I really think it's genuinely that easy. You just give people the outlet to buy the products that they like. They're going to do that anyways.
1: And that's kind of what like uh, like Polygon. They've they've pushed really hard into getting like um, like tokenized watch blah 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 sort of stuff. But they they approach their NFT ecosystem really wrong. And yeah. like most of their transactions are just like idle games for the most part. And so they have like step three, which is, as you just mentioned, like being, having them be able to use their money without having to take them off chain. Um, so they've answered step three, but they don't have step one or two, which is kind of be in the conversation and then have people actually be able to do stuff on chain at an entry level.
0: What if we put real world assets instead of ludify? What would that be like? What if I sold keys to real world assets and you had to a chance to like open boxes and then you could get real world assets in there. Like there's a lot of like, and again, these are more like sustainable markets. And everyone, when you talk to these people in the real world assets space, this is where I think their gap is. Like, yeah, that's great. But like, there's a $30 trillion, this market in this asset, and that's what we need to get on chain. It's like, that's not how it works. You don't start there. You have to start where the users are. And then as the user base builds, now you're the leader. And then when the global watch market comes on chain, you own it. And that's the big gap. No one wants to meet the users where they're at they're like, well, the bigger pie is this. It's like, yeah, that's the 10 year plan. You know, it's like when you do sales, you got your six month stuff, your one year stuff, your five year stuff, your 10 year stuff, but you got to like build up to those moments. And I think that's been the biggest gap with RWAs. I really do. It's like, great. I know, I know there's a $60 billion watch market or whatever it's at. I get that. I I can, I see the end vision with you, but you're never going to get there unless you win the battles along the way, which is to meet the users where they're at and like, even though maybe it's only $5 million yeah. a year in and, 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 and tokenized watch trading, who cares? As users come back, as liquidity comes back, go look at the prices of watches. If you don't think people were taking crypto gains and buying watches, I got a, I got something to sell you. Yeah. Like, go look at the watch market. <laughs> it's very much in tandem with the crypto market. Yeah. So like, what's going to happen when people start making money on crypto again? Are they just going to not buy watches this time? No. To make the process easy for them and tokenize those things and create like robust trading markets. What about lending markets? What if I buy ten watches and I can take a loan out against those things to buy an NFT mint? Why can't I do that? Why can't I park my capital in watches as opposed to Bitcoin or ETH or AVAX to get collateralized loans? And suppliers want this stuff. So like this is my like focus because I think these things are more. Sus- what I mean by that is I think these things are more sustainable. Yeah. Like PFPs obviously are way more volatile. They're very fun, but like. Watch markets are watch markets. And they've been watch markets for a very, very long time. And like, I want to get those markets on chain. And I think you got to start where the users are.
1: Absolutely. And we are kind of seeing like the uh, the other verticals in Avalanche kind of go that direction too, which we're, which is, is going to help your theory because you know, we have the Blitz app or the uh, the TSM subnet, some people call it, which allow you to buy CSGO skins. Some people spend crazy money on CSGO skins. You have LeverBet coming out. A lot of people take the money off chain and do sports betting, meet them where they're at. And, you know, and obviously minus swap, which proves, which is kind of like a psychological study in its own, is that people spend crypto much differently than they spend cash, right? Like I've spent my entire life, 26 years, when I see the US dollar, I want to keep it. I know. I, know.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I very much agree with you. It's funny, that but, you like, but like,
1: but like, I, like, if I have a U.S. dollar, I want to keep it. You know, it's like I don't like, like, if I see the money in my bank account, I look that very differently than I than when I look at my my D bank profile. Like, it's just psychologically different. Like I, like people spend crypto like it's fucking nothing, which is great for marketplaces, and a lot of the times it's great for the users too.
0: <laughs> and like, just think about this in our personal experience, right? Granted our fantasy football buying was, oh, yeah. was like 50 bucks, right? It was, 50 bucks. Crazy, was, dude. was $10. Right. But like, even if, I mean, granted I won, so I'm
1: okay. <laughs> granted but, you won. I got like, last. like mm-hmm.
0: if I had to, like, let's say I lost and I had to give five AVAX to someone, I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, that's like $200. Like, yeah. That's five AVAX. And that's how users think. And that's yeah. how people think. Right. So like, I do think I'm I'm very excited. And oh, another last thing I thought of too, and I I talked to Morgan about this is like, I don't know much about TradFight. I'm not going to sit here into it, but I know there's these like things I think they're called index funds, which are basically like a a thing that represents a bulk of stocks. Right. And it's like, why hasn't anyone created like a culture index where it's comprised of like a watch, a sneaker, a bottle of wine. Like it's comprised of like 10 to 18, 10, 10 culture assets. And someone manages that and just like moves. Okay. Like, Moves in and out watches and shoes and like basically has a claim on all of those types of assets. Like I would buy into that because I'm bullish on those types of assets over the long run. So like, can we do something like that? Would crypto users be more willing to buy that type of fund as opposed to like I can get equity in some random company? Who care? People don't care about that. So <laughs> like another thing I've been really excited about. And I'm gonna like I'm dragging I'm dragging Morgan here. I'm like, let's try this. You know, so like, I mean, she's obviously crushing and doing her own thing, but like, this is what I think I'm very excited about over the next, over the next year. I'm always trying to stay a step ahead. It's like, what do people do if prices go up and they make money? What are they going to do next?
1: Right. Step three, step four, step five. We got step one. We got step two. Step three is about there. What goes out? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Dude, that's awesome. Well, I think this is a great podcast. I unfortunately I've had a busy day. So I got a meeting at five, but thanks so much for hopping on. I think people are going to really like this episode. Um, it kind of <laughs> like reveals the vision, you know, it's, it's, it's ain't a fucking Twitter space guys. You know, we're not just like <laughs> goofing. These are uh, there's a very intentional team. And this is why, you know, I, I, I would be surprised if there's a harder working L1 out there or, you know, Ava labs type, type a company, you know, it's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. Well, wow. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dom. I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure.
0: Have a nice week.